0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Cut the Bullshit. I'm so excited to have Becky Trevino here with me today. Becky is a product marketing leader of the year, product management leader in the past as well. So excited to have you on the show, Becky.
1: I'm excited to be here with you and everyone else. Thank you all for hosting me and and having me and excited to both learn from you as well as teach you anything I may have learned along this journey.
0: Yeah, awesome. So first of all, for anybody who's listening or watching, um, if you're not following Becky yet, you should be. So go ahead and find her LinkedIn page and uh, follow her on there. And Becky, why don't you give us a little bit of a background of you know who you are and where you come from?
1: Yeah, i this quick. So currently I'm the Executive Vice President of Product at Snow Software. So Snow Software is a Swedish-based SaaS company. We have US operations out of Austin, Texas, which is where I live. And I followed up the, I'm an engineer by background who did a career transition into product marketing. I started my career off at Dell, a very large organization at that time, and then made a career pivot into more of the marketing sense. So I've had stints in growth marketing. I've, uh, Led global campaigns. I've led product marketing teams at a company called Rackspace, right, when it was pioneering cloud computing. Mm-hmm. And, but I've also been one of those people that's had career pivots and changes. When you work for a high growth company, sometimes you're tapped on the shoulder. And that's happened to me quite a few times in my career. Once when I was in engineering, kind of moving into me into product marketing. The other when I was in uh, growth marketing and i got a tap on the shoulder asking me to lead customer success and technical support at rackspace it was an 80 person organization 500 million dollar business it was a great opportunity enabled me to move up the chain there pretty quickly but also was a tremendous learning opportunity when people ask me how did i become good at product marketing i actually say one of the reasons i was is i was i sat for nearly two years in a customer success organization where you have to be the face of your organization to a customer. So I got very comfortable speaking to customers, particularly we worked in cloud computing where if something goes wrong, you've brought somebody's business down so they want the the leader of the team there. So I learned really quickly how to be technical facing, really go into details and be able to respond to customers. That was great. Left Rackspace and I joined Snow in a product marketing role Uh, And then got tapped on the shoulder again, expanded more of my opportunities into product operations, building up the first product operations team at Snow, and then got tapped on the shoulder again to lead all of product. And oftentimes one of those key parts is if you're working for a growing business, oftentimes those taps on the shoulders come, but it's also puts you in this uncomfortable situation where there's things you haven't done either in a long time like me when it came to some elements of product, but also you know, can you learn quickly? And I think that's been a trend in my career as I've been open to that tap on the shoulder, but I've also been able to learn quickly and perform and roll.
0: I love that. There's actually so much that we could dig into that. That could be a whole set of separate uh, interviews or conversations. Maybe I'll have you back for that sometime as well. Um, So uh, tell us a fun fact about yourself.
1: Fun fact is that I... Like Ted Lasso, because you know, I asked that earlier. It's like, what is the uh, what's this figurine in the back? And like a lot of folks, uh, you know, a Ted Lasso fan. I came late to the party because I'm an adult that learned to play soccer. I joined in as a professional, I never really played sports. I'm, I'm quite uncoordinated, I played sports as an adult, and I've just kind of joined some friends at work. And I just really became, got really into soccer and first heard of Ted Lasso. thought, what a dumb show, but just really got impassioned. We saw an episode at some point and just really went to the positivity. I'm a very positive person. And I really related back to just the way Ted approached leadership and building teams. And I think it really aligned a lot with the way that I lead teams. And so I became a Ted convert to the point that my boys actually bought me this for Mother's Day. Uh, so that's- I'm Becky's Ted Lasso fan.
0: That's so super cool. Awesome. All right. So Becky, uh, given all of your product leadership background, um, tell us a little bit about for for marketers who are working, you know, they may be struggling to work with product or they were trying to figure out a better way. What kind of advice would you have? What, what kind of, you know, what can people do to work better with the product teams?
1: I think first of all is acknowledging its importance. Whenever you get into a marketing role, particularly if you're a senior leader, what you're told is your most critical relationship is with it with sales but oftentimes an ignored relationship for marketers and particularly product marketers is the relationship with product and i always say whenever i get an ask of hey becky do you want to talk about this product marketing role or this marketing role there's usually more. i always ask this question of why you know what's happening to the person that's in role and i always find it's one of two things either the salesperson doesn't like the person in role or the product person doesn't like the person or role it's always one of them and i don't think we pay enough attention to that product, set, product side of it and i think a big part of that is a miss because the product people are the ones that are actually building what you're selling for somebody and oftentimes whether it's because that seems technical or that's not you know can neatly fill into a pipeline number we ignore that but if we don't necessarily know the why behind the solution it's very hard to market it and to really know who should be buying this. And also sometimes with, in, in marketing, where I've seen marketing add the most values when product has determined that this is the ideal customer profile, but when marketing in partnership with sales can come back to the product team and say, I know you built it for audience X, but who we see buying this as audience, why mm-hmm. that creates such a strategic and wonderful relationship for that marketing leader to add strategic value to the organization. And I've seen that in pockets of organizations, but I think it's an underused uh, used lever by marketing leaders.
0: I-, I love that. I think that's that's so true what you're talking here. Uh what you mean and what you said here. How do you think people can create and kind of create that mindset of actually coming to this, because it doesn't just happen on its own, right? You really have to proactively think about it. Uh, how can people kind of proactively develop that mindset?
1: I always think about it. It starts with everybody at onboarding. You know, when you're hired into a role, it's either one of two scenarios. Somebody has been asked to leave or there, somebody left. And in either when somebody has been asked to leave, one of the things I, I tend to go in is saying, what's not working? And when I onboard, I try to ask that to everybody because it's a new opportunity. You haven't messed anything up yet. You know, like people are very open and candid at that point. Or if somebody has left, I I frequently said, what did you like about what that person did? And I frequently think that's a great opportunity to bring in the product person. You know, rather than a lot of go-to-market leaders really just focus primarily on that, the sales side of things. But I think it's a good one to tap in and say, can I have another advocate? Because if anything, what that does you know, sometimes the relationship between sales and marketing can be tough. But if you have an advocate in the product or engineering leaders, the technical leaders in your organization, that's another ally that marketing can have. And it's it's a, again, I said an underused lever by the marketing teams. But if you got a CEO that's seeing, oh, there's some contention between my marketing leader, and my sales leader, but man, my product leader, my marketing leader get off really well. Hmm, let me think about that. So I think it's definitely opportunity. But starts at and understanding what are their priorities. And how do you tie in that and/or if they've had issues with someone before? But every year, it's tapping in what's the priority. And for most product leaders, that priority is I put my badge on the table to say this roadmap or this strategy is the right one. I've t- committed to someone in leadership, and so the way that we get recognized in product of what, whether or not that was a right decision is adoption. Our customers adopting our solutions. And good marketers don't just bring customers for sales. They're helping drive that adoption and or letting product know, hey, I'm having some issues with this message or you're telling me to go here, but that's not working. And providing that feedback loop back into the organization to help product get smarter. And that's often not one. And then also with the rise of PLG with more of that coming in where the product leaders have to take on more of that revenue responsibility That it's saying, how can I have better partnership with growth teams? And where does product marketing fit in all of this? Uh, And what's that relationship between all of us? And how do we tie in together to to get that adoption? And I think because we're all trying to drive that adoption, it's how do we play well together? And I think oftentimes we don't think enough about that. We just think, well, they're going to build it and hand it over. And I think that's a really old school mentality of, of running product.
0: So that's an interesting point, right? Um, Because I have been in organizations where it was product builds that here, you guys go figure it out and then everybody goes their own way, right? And the way I've tried to address that in the past is coming back with information from them. Here's what I'm hearing from the market about what's working, what's not. um, Helping the product team understand what's happening on the downstream uh, side of things. But I do feel like there's a fair amount of times when product just says, hey, we're going to build it. I don't even want any input from you guys. So you got to go t- do your own thing, right? I, I, when you come across that, what do you do?
1: I think At the end of the day, you have to be a good partner. If they're down a path and they're going to build, you got to sit here and say, how can I, you know, almost that Amazon principle of disagree and commit disagreed, I wasn't necessarily part of this, I think there could be something wrong, but how can I help this to minimize as much of the impact as possible? And and to gain trust, if there's still time to be able to change that, and you have a really good gut feeling or good data that supports that this is the wrong direction, then I think taking someone aside to really show like, here's what I did, what would, you know, or even asking the question, if you get enough relationship, what piece of data would it take to change your mind on this? What would it take? And just ask the question, if someone's like, nothing then your job here is just to support. If yeah. they're like these three things, then you can go out there and do it and have that conversation. But I always tell my teams this, when you have a conversation like this, of I think your direction is wrong. It's always a lot easier to have that conversation with someone you already have a relationship with than to be the marketing leader that's never spoken to, rarely speaks to the product leader, but right. then is like, hey, I, I saw this meeting and product's heading in this direction. And then now I want to go have that meeting and tough conversation about how their plan is not good. They're like, where have you been the last six months? I've been talking about this. And so no one wants that person, you know, you know, the Monday Monday night quarterback. Like you you want somebody who's been along with you in the journey. So I think the key there is always establishing that relationship, finding a reason to have a conversation. And for a lot of marketers, that's tough. Like the product leader could be like, what are we going to talk about? And I think you got to formulate how that would be, you know, what's your top priorities and say, okay, these are your top three priorities. I would like to have a standing one-on-one with you every six weeks, every six weeks, not one-on-one. I'm going to follow this agenda and come back with you with inputs about how my organization's helping your priorities uh, from a go-to-market perspective. If you speak that way, someone's going to give you 30 minutes on their calendar every six weeks. And if that happens, and, and then there's these moments where something isn't going right, then you have a relationship to base that on rather than trying to tap someone on the shoulder when, they, when they're when they already down the line.
0: I mean, those relationships, like so many things, that's it's a relationship that opens up doors and makes you make progress. Oh, fantastic. All right, Becky, um, different question for you. If you think back through your career, what are some of the key learnings you've had from a major failure?
1: you had a big failure at a former company of mine. And it really came into switching into a new role. And I've been kind of one of those star performers there where like, you know, you give Becky something, she's going to make gold out of it. And I had this tough one where I moved into a role and I was supposed to have a manager and I didn't have a manager for a long time. I reported to one of our C-level executives and he was leading like half of the company. And then there was like me who had like seven direct reports or whatever role I was in. And he didn't understand my job and my function. Mm-hmm. And it was a really big challenge. You know, at this point he was like, Oh, you're the marketing person. You should, you should, you should be the CMO. But I was the product marketing person and I didn't have the budget. I didn't have any money. so wow. <laughs> Well, I didn't own the budget. I, I wasn't going to be able to bring pipeline for you, you know? So if that's what you want to do. And it took me too long in that role to realize, oh, he thinks the product marketing person equals the CMO. And it took, and if I wish I would have known that or been explicit about what's your top priorities or goals for me in the first eight days, but I was forward to a C-level and I just went in there and just fixed a bunch of stuff and I did, it just started mm-hmm. going. And that's why I'm just really keen on build a good onboarding plan. You guys tell, tell that executives, really know what people, one are the key problems people want to solve and keep going back to it because I spun too long in that role, fixing stuff, putting stuff in. And I was just like, I was never going to be successful in that role. If you think the product marketing leader is the CMO, that was just never going to be successful. And I think we realized it months later, we just had a candid conversation. It was just like, okay, if you want me to do that, you gotta go get money from, you gotta go have a conversation with your existing CMO and CEO and I need X um, amount of money to make this happen for you and I need these resources. Otherwise, this is what I can do for you. And once we have that conversation, it changed the course of our relationship and he kind of understood. But you know, just because somebody has been an executive in a a business for a long time, oftentimes for non-executives who aren't familiar with marketing, they think, everything is the same thing. Like any marketer with a title marketer, you all just yeah. bring demand. That's what you do. And, and the complexity of marketing is there's so many sub functions. Yeah. And you know, how you play with that, especially in product marketing, as you get larger, a lot of product marketing organizations spin out of marketing organizations and sit under product or sit in business units and tie in, that that can just be a difficult relationship of that was And, and this executive didn't understand that. And I didn't understand that he didn't understand. And that was a big mistake on my part.
0: Well, that's how we learn, right? I love that. Great story. Awesome. So thank you, Becky, for being on the show. Uh, So much insight, so much learning. So I'll hope to have you back sometime soon.